guys, it's Mary Shallaby, um, and this is my first podcast episode ever. Um, I wanted to start a podcast more for myself than for you guys, but you know, like I figured, why not let people hear what's on my mind and what I'm up to. Uh, this summer, I'm out in Los Angeles, California. Usually, I'm on the East Coast in the Berkshires of Massachusetts or at Syracuse University, Wuko, Orange Men. Um, but I'm in L.A. this summer, and moving to a new city has definitely been very interesting. Um, and I have a feeling that a lot of people relate to this, you know, trying to meet people, especially, like, when you're by yourself is really, really hard. And so I thought I'd kind of just, one, talk about whatever the fuck I feel like talking about, and two, kind of talking about what it's like being in a new city alone and kind of navigating L.A., baby. Um, this summer I'm doing an internship as basically every college student ever does in the world it's been really fulfilling because it's at like an improv theater which y'all know improv is like my favorite thing in the entire world um and you know as an intern I just kind of do whatever I want not whatever I want that would be I would love that I kind of just do whatever they tell me to do you know so like I do box office I do concessions the other day I vacuumed, which was all right. Um, but that's only three days a week. And other than that, I go to the dog park uh, pretty much every day. Um, the one good thing about that I'm really grateful for is that I have a dog with me. Her name's Penelope. She's sitting next to me right now. She's a boxer mix. I love my little mutt. Uh And she keeps me company a lot, and going to the dog park has been a way for me to socialize and, you know, kind of get to know some people, become familiar with them, ask them a bunch of questions, and, you know, maybe this that will be what the podcast turned into. Maybe I'll build up the courage to, you know, like, interview people at the dog park might be weird, but also I have such good conversations with everyone there that it might be... It might be interesting. Um, Like today I was talking to this couple. Um, They're originally from the East Coast, but they live in L.A. now. They had a cattle dog pit bull mix named Marge. She's about a year and a half, and oh, my God. She's the cutest damn dog I've ever seen in my entire life. She And I told them about Bluey because, you know, like, Bluey's a cattle dog, that TV show. Um. And that's basically how our conversation started. Uh, but they're both in film. And I started digging a little bit. I was like, yeah, like, what do you do in film? And they were explaining that they do kind of the production side. Um, which is interesting. I don't really fucking know what that means. So I say that's interesting. I have no idea what that means. And they were like, yeah, like... We mostly do, like, you know, low-budget stuff, like $4 million to $12 million. And first off, that's a lot of money. That's a... <laughs> that is... Excuse me. That is a lot of money. Um, But that's just crazy that, like, $12 million would be considered low-budget. Um, 
they're flying out to New Haven to go visit the woman's uh, mom because she grew up in New Haven, Connecticut. And actually something really awesome is that she knows a lot about the Berkshires, which was pretty cool because being out here on the West Coast, most people don't really know much about Massachusetts, let alone the Berkshires. Berkshires is, you know, farm town. Um, even the kids who I go to school with who are from Boston don't even really know what the Berkshires is like. So it's pretty nice and comforting and it also just really exciting when someone tells you that, you know, they know where I'm from. Um, and then I started kind of asking them about what are some of their influences, like what made them want to get into film and stuff like that. And the guy was talking about how, you know, he really likes um, movie. I asked him what his, like, what movie really influenced him and then obviously that's a really hard question so I was like okay top five and he was talking about how the matrix was really influential for him he said another movie that I was like oh yeah I know that movie but I didn't know that movie just because I was trying to sound cool um and then he was talking about how he really likes filmmakers who you know make movies that other filmmakers can't do like no one else can do their style no how no matter how hard they try and he was talking about Wes Anderson which you know I know a lot of people sometimes think that Wes Anderson is overrated but also like I think his movies are so freaking cute and I love them and I have posters and stuff like that and so me and him bonded on that because I love Wes Anderson and then I was asking the lady about it and she was saying that movies that really influence her are the ones that are about strong female characters which you know I love that um and have very liberal undertones um this couple was clearly democrat um but in you know I'm a democrat and I'm liberal and I love that but you could just tell from their tattoos and stuff. Um, and she was just talking about how, like, some, like, she loved, um, oh, what's that movie? It's the one with Scarlett Johansson when she's really young, and it was really good. Ghost Town! Ghost Town! That was a funky movie. She said that was one of her most influential movies. And then she was talking about, like, Juno and stuff like that, and how she really loves, um, like, that kind of style of, like, 2000s movies. But basically their goal as being part of the production is that they want to create those kinds of movies just for a lower budget because they love them so much. Oh, there's a plane. Can you guys hear that? Or maybe it's a helicopter. I do not know why people get in helicopters anymore after what happened to Kobe. Like, <laughs> sorry, tangent. But this is this must be talked about. When Kobe Bryant and his daughter died, Gianna, that rocked my world in a really terrible way. Like, I had pneumonia, and I was in bed, and it was like, you know, I started going on. TikTok was kind of new for me, but, like, I, all I did was scroll through TikTok because I was sick. And it was all Kobe edits, and I cried and cried and cried. It was awful, and since that day, I, I refuse to ever get into a helicopter ever again because if a helicopter can kill Kobe Bryant, it can kill anyone, and LAPD 
get your asses out of that, out of those helicopters. I actually no, stay in them, cause fuck twelve. Anyways, um, <coughs> that's actually something that the lady said to me today was that she does not like the police, and you know me neither. Um, anyways, she was just I I really liked what she was saying about you know creating. Films like that that have the same feel but for less money, like the budget that she was talking about, which in my mind is still a lot of money. But I feel like, you know, in the past couple of years, you only get a gem of a film every once in a while. Or like, like I think about movies like The Hangover and Anchorman and stuff, and I have not seen a, mo- a movie that has made me laugh as hard as that in such a long time and like I would like if I was gonna be doing filmmaking that's what I would freaking want like The Hangover is probably one of the best movies ever and Anchorman and like super bad like where are these films we haven't I keep saying films they sound so chug uh where are these movies one time I was at a party and my buddy, uh, I'm going to use a pseudonym. His name is Gordo. That's the pseudonym I'm going to use for him. His name is Gordo. He came up to me, and we were chatting. He's a really sweet kid, and he was like, we were talking about movies, and he was like, Mary, are you a cinephile? And at first I was like, the fuck? Like, <laughs> what is that? It sounds terrible, so no. Because cinephile sounds a little bit, too close to pedophile for my liking, if you know what I mean. Um, quickly, I realized that he meant, you know, lover of films. Uh, but I really was confused. And I was like, yeah, I guess maybe I am. Uh, I don't think I know enough about movies to be considered that. I just really like watching them. Um, and then he came back up to me and offered me cocaine. And I was like, oh, whoa. No, thank you, but rock on, man. Something that I didn't realize going to college was how many people do cocaine. It's crazy. I personally have never touched the stuff. Um, I'm sure you can probably tell by now, or if you've seen some of my TikTok videos, I don't freaking need that shit to have a good time. I understand that some people might. I don't really support it, but, like, yeah, I just don't need that. But rock on my Oh my god. I just said his real name. I'm gonna bleep that out if I can figure out a way how to do that. Rock on, brother! Um live your life and do your thing. Um I have no judgment to people who do drugs. I think especially at a young age it's whatever. Uh just be careful and stuff like that. Uh now I'm like trying to protect myself. I feel like I'm being awful. I do, however, indulge in these things called Zins, or as my buddy, I'm just going to say his name, Suhail, because he's awesome. Suhail, what the fuck is up, dog? Uh, Suhail calls them Monica Lazinski's. One time Suhail and I were at a party, and I had one in my mouth. They're just like little patches of nicotine. I don't vape or anything. And I also, like, don't really have Zins that frequently. I just kind of have it, like, you know, if I'm I'm a lightweight one, and so I don't like to drink a lot. Um, and 
Also, I don't like bubbly liquids, so, like, when people hand me drinks, there's a pretty good chance I'm not going to freaking like it because it's got bubbles that are going to go on my nose or feel weird on my tongue. And the gin just kind of, like, enhances that, which is nice. And I've kind of found a good rhythm with them where, you know, like, I don't crave them or nothing, but, like, if I'm at a party, I'm like, oh, you know, a zin might, you know, make me feel pretty good right now. Anyways, Suhail and I were chilling at a party at Syracuse. And we're th- we're making up all these names for Zins. Like, uh, damn, he had some good ones. I wish Suhail was here to tell me what they were. Um, but we got to Monica Lewinsky, and this guy at the party looks at us and he goes, "Um, it's Monica Lewinsky," and we were like, "No, we know, we know." And he was like, "Okay, but you said Monica Lewinsky." And we were like, yeah, we were joking. Like, we were talking about Zins. And he was like, he just, like, would not back down. He was like, oh, okay, like, that's just weird that you said Monica Lewinsky and not Monica Lewinsky. And he just did not get it. Anyways, <coughs> um, what was I saying? Oh, yeah. I'm from small town, right? You can't even go to the liquor store without people knowing who you are. So, like, in high school, I never drank because there was absolutely no way of getting alcohol. The only time I drank was when I was on Christmas vacation with my whole family in Mexico. And I did shots with my dad. Otherwise, I did not really touch alcohol. But then getting to college and finding out that kids had been doing cocaine since they were 15, I was like, yo, that is crazy. Because, like, cocaine's a hard drug. Like, in my mind, it was the same thing as doing heroin. Especially from the movies that I saw. Um, and so that was just a big thing. If you're like me and you're going to college and you, maybe you're going into college and you're a freshman, just be prepared and don't feel pressured to do that shit. I, personally, if I don't like bubbles on my tongue from seltzers, I have a feeling I'm not going to like the feeling of powder going up my nose. Um, but also all my friends who have done it, always talk about how they don't want to do it anymore. Um, Unless you're like, uh, what did I say his name was? Gonzo? Gordo? Unless you're like my buddy. Um, Rock on. He has a great time doing it. But otherwise, like, yeah, no pressure. It's kind of, it's just, yeah, live your life the way you want to live it. No judgment. I just know that I would probably be, like, walking on the ceiling if I did that shit. Uh, <laughs> which would actually be pretty awesome. Um, okay, let's see. What else? I saw my first famous person the other day. Y'all know Chessie from, from Parent Trap? She came into the place that I worked in. I took her ticket and didn't even realize And My boss went up to me and was like, Mary, did you see her? And I was like, see who? And she goes, look up there. And I looked up, and there she is, Chessie. I took her ticket, and I didn't even realize. That's one thing I've learned from being in L.A., is that if you're not looking for a certain celebrity, it's very easy to not see them because they're probably shorter than you're expecting. (laughs) I was going to say, like, I was going to say they're just regular people. But, no, they're probably just a little bit shorter than you're expecting. Like, she was much shorter than I was expecting. Um, Gorgeous woman. 
She was incredibly nice, so I heard. I did not get the chance to meet her. I did stand by the door on the way out, and I said, have a nice night, but she was rummaging through her purse and didn't hear me. <laughs> but all the love to her. She's such an icon. I love that bitch. Um, yeah. Let's see. What else could I talk? Oh, I branched out after meeting someone at the dog park. I'll call her. Lindsay, I met Lindsay at the dog park, and we had a really good conversation, and her dog really liked my dog, and they were playing, and she ended up inviting me to a dinner party, um, and I went, which was very nerve-wracking for me, um, and I didn't really know what to expect, I didn't know much about it, she, like, got my phone number after, um, right before she left the dog park. And I was fully expecting her to just, like, not text me about the details. Um, But she did, which was so thoughtful and kind of her and also made me feel, you know, really good. Because, again, like, I'm in L.A. and I was like, holy shit, I just made a friend. Um, This was this past, what day was it? Wednesday? Yeah, I think it was Wednesday night I went. Anyways, it was a really stressful event, and you know when you, like, go to an event and you just, like, can't feel like yourself because you're so nervous the whole time and that you just don't know how to talk to people? That is precisely what happened. Um, Just because, like, the other hard thing about being in L.A. is the people that I'm meeting at the dog park are, like, 30 or older, you know, so they're not really my age. I'm... I'm going to keep that. I'm, I'm like 25, <laughs> if you believe that. <coughs> ah, damn this cough. I'm like, you know, however old you want me to be. I Personally, I'm ageless. I'm like Martin Short. Anyways, so her friends were older, even older than her, I think, which made it a little bit hard to communicate with them because we just live in such different worlds right now, like, Obviously, we both live in, we all live in L.A. Well, I kind of live in L.A. I, I'm I'm temporarily living in L.A. Um, we're, but we're all in, like, really different stages of our lives, so it was just kind of hard to, like, figure out what to talk about and, like, relate to them and, like, not sound stupid. Um, and after I left, I sat in my car and, like, had a little panic moment. Just because, like, it was so nice of Lindsay to invite me to this dinner party. Like, that was so kind. They fed me. It was a beautiful meal. Her friends were so chill about me being there. But I don't feel like I made any progress. You know, I felt like I got back to square one. I think I got really excited Because I was like, oh my god, I did it. I've made friends. I'm going to be in a friend group. It's going to be perfect. And then when I was sitting in the car, I was just kind of like, okay, so I'm back to square one. And to be completely honest, it felt like shit. Uh, But I also want to emphasize again, Lindsay inviting me to this was wonderful. She was so sweet. And honestly, like, she did not have to do that. And all of her friends were wonderful. But... I kept thinking to myself that, like, it was a waste of time and that, like, I, I, like, 
would have rather stayed home than have pushed myself to go to this kind of event. Um, but then I was talking to my mom about it, and it most certainly was not like a waste of time in any capacity because I really pushed myself to do it. And while I'm terrified to like, you know, if I get invited to something else, I'm going to be 10 times more terrified, I think, because of just how I felt in that situation. But that's a really big move to show up to a party with people that you don't even know, who all know each other really well. And at the end of the day, I'm really proud of myself for, you know, pushing myself to do that. And committing to something too I could have totally easily flaked out of this but instead I got excited for it and while it wasn't necessarily the event I was expecting or in the outcome of it was not what I was expecting or hoping for I now know a little bit more about what I'm looking for and what kind of friends I want to meet and I, it was really hard to convince myself that it wasn't a waste of time just because of how I felt afterwards because I just felt more lonely even though I was with a bunch of people. But I gave it a shot, and honestly, that's all that matters. And you just have to keep giving it shots until something sticks. And like this couple today that I was talking to, we started having a really great conversation. And I really enjoyed, you know, asking them questions about themselves. And that was a situation in which I could see us sticking as friends, you know? And it honestly, the situ- the dinner party just kind of, inf- like, pushed me to start talking to even more people at the dog park. The next day I met some guy who was in... God, what the fuck was it? Per, uh, he was like PR, maybe? He was one of the guys who would, like, you know, help influencers and people, like, choose brand deals and whatever. I don't remember what he said. <laughs> he was a great guy to talk to, too. But it kind of pushed me to keep trying and talking to more people. It's really just a shame that this couple that I met that's freaking awesome is literally moving to, not moving, going to New Haven for a month because then I'm going to be gone basically by the time they get back. But anyways, I know that I'm going to make friends when I'm out here. I know that I'm a baller. I know that I'm swaggy and show up to the dog park with awesome fits and an awesome pup. Um... And yeah, anyways, that's my podcast, <laughs> I guess. Um, you know, hit me up on Instagram at mary.shallaby and follow me on TikTok at real underscore mary underscore mother underscore of underscore god. Um, and let me get your suggestions for this because I really don't know what it's going to be. Just figured I'd kind of bullshit on here, but. Yeah, I would love to get feedback. If you guys have any ideas of what maybe you want me to talk about, I would love that because this is something that, you know, gives me something to do and also vent a little bit while my therapist is not working. (laughs) That's a whole other story, my therapist story. 
God bless her heart. I feel so bad for her right now. But basically, she can't see me until September. LOL. But, yeah, let me know what y'all want. Um, Hit me up on, on my, not my TikTok. You can't really text me on my TikTok. And if you comment, there's a good chance I won't read it because people be cray. And I don't really read my comments. But, like, in, Insta DM me anything. Like, I will 100% read it and take it into consideration for the next podcast episode I make. But, yeah. Anyways, hope you guys enjoyed this. Uh, hope it wasn't too chaotic for you guys. Um, I had a really good time. And, yeah, TTYL.